Thanks for listening to the New Stanton Church podcast. Check out our website at newstantonchurch.com where you can find out how to join our live stream at 901 on Sunday mornings. Now let's prepare our hearts for the word that we're about to receive. All right, good morning. Thank you for joining us for church today. I'm Pastor Steve. Uh, If you are in the house, you are handed a Connect card, I believe, on the way in the door. If you would fill that out, I would love to invite you to a meet and greet uh, to hear more about the church and to meet the staff. Uh, We'll even provide lunch for that. The offering baskets are in the back by the doors, uh, if you so choose, and we'll make sure to share a giving link online. Uh, There are Bibles under your seats, and those are there. If you don't have one at home, that is our gift to you. Uh, We believe that you will grow closer to God if you read his word. Uh, In fact, if you are attending online right now and you don't have a Bible at home, we believe that reading scripture is so vital to your spiritual growth that if you put in the comment section or uh, send us a message with your address, like we will mail you a Bible. We, We budgeted that in because we think it's so important to your spiritual life. This is the final message in the better series. Next week, we'll start something new. But let me ask you a question as we begin this morning. How many of you occasionally find yourself being impatient? Anyone? Show of hands. Oh, praise God. God brought the right people to New Stanton Church this morning. Uh, if you're online and you want to participate, you can type in like guilty as charged and you can make your voice heard. Uh, the crazy thing about being impatient is that often we are the most impatient with the people that love us the most, right? Family, friends, parents our kids, I think that's because we feel the most secure in their love, but that doesn't make it better. Uh, Personal confession, I do not like being late at all. It causes me anxiety, like for real. So I'm at least 20 minutes early for absolutely everything. If we're supposed to meet one another at the church or any place, and I'm not there when you get there, you should call me. Because <laughs> I probably forgot. It, it, it doesn't happen often, but it is more likely that I just totally forgot than that I'm running late. My wife <clears throat> doesn't deal with that same anxiety <laughs> uh, with, with being late. Uh, she doesn't have a problem being just a few minutes early or being right on time or even being just a few minutes late, depending on what the event is. When we were in seminary, we lived about a half a mile from the church that we attended. I would wake up Sunday morning and I would grab a shower and get a coffee and get ready. And sometime during my morning routine, Lisa would get up and I would say to her, are you going to be ready for church on time this morning? Because we had been known to be a few minutes late. And Lisa would look at me and smile and she would say, 
I'm going to try. <laughs> I, I could not do it, y'all. Um, we had one car. I walked to church every single morning. Sun, rain, snow, it did not matter. Uh, it, it was easier for me to keep peace in my soul. Uh, just walking to church and saying good morning to her whenever she showed up. Uh, it kept me from honking the horn while waiting in the car, losing my mind about being late, which, which I confess I have, I have done. Uh, and, and in case you're wondering, that is not a, a highly recommended habit in your marriage. Um, you know, just in case you're as clueless as I was at that age, not, not a good habit. Uh, you, that's your marriage tip for the week, by the way. Uh, I told you, preachers don't glow in the dark. We've got issues too. Um, this morning, I believe, God wants to do something supernatural in our lives. We're going to look at how patience is better. Where are you tempted to lose your cool and your patience? Is it while you're driving? Is there a relationship at work that causes you stress and you would really like to show them your longest finger? Is there a family member that pushes all your buttons and it almost feels intentional. Maybe one of your kids is on one of those crooked paths that we talked about last week, and they are not heeding advice from you or the Lord. Maybe your spouse has a few habits, like honking the horn while you're in the, they're waiting in the car, uh, that just annoy the daylights out of you. How do you respond when your two-year-old says, Mommy, for, for the 2,000th time, and it's 8 a.m., what is the better path? Here's, here's a great question I try to ask myself when I am tempted to give full vent to my impatience. What is the most productive and redemptive way I can respond to this situation? To say that another way, what can I do or say that increases the likelihood that things would turn out like I want them to? Because the truth is, some choices, some things that we do don't lead to things getting better, right? They make things worse. Some responses push kids farther away from Jesus, some impatient responses dig a relational hole that you have to then try to get out of and repair later. Uh, who knows the hole of regret and damage that impatience can bring? Yeah, a, a number of us. Maybe, maybe all of you don't know that struggle, but I know that struggle. There have been moments, for me, maybe not you, even, even as I'm thinking of saying something, or, or reacting to something, there's this voice in the back of my mind that says, don't do it. Steve, don't say it. Sometimes I win those battles, and sometimes I lose those battles. If you know what I'm talking about, say, help me, Jesus. Okay, there was more than two. I feel better about myself. Oh. <laughs> but that's right. God is going to do something supernatural this morning because he brought the right people to the house this morning. 
Here's the better verse we're going to look at. It's Proverbs 16, 32. Better a patient person than a warrior. One with self-control than one who takes a city. It is better to be patient than a warrior. What is the job of a warrior? To win battles. If you take a city, you are in control. When I work with engaged couples in marriage counseling, I tell the people that come to see me that they are on the same team. A husband and a wife are on the same side of the battle. If the two have become one, as the word proclaims, you cannot win a battle with your spouse. You may think you can. You may even try. But if you win, you lose. Patience is better. Because the two have become one, we don't gain any ground in a battle with our spouse. It's better to recognize you are on the same team and fight against the problem together than view your spouse as the problem. That's good, and I'm going to say it again, because I'm preaching better than you're letting on, okay? <laughs> it is better to recognize that you are on the same team and fight against the problem together than see your spouse as the problem. <clears throat> Amen. That's marriage tip number two this morning. Uh, aren't you glad you braved the cold for this? Like, ooh, it's got us good. If you are naturally an impatient person and are in the habit of giving full vent to your impatience, you can end up hurting the people that love you the most. All of us fight this battle to some extent because all of us have things and people that try our patience. Here's the Apostle Paul's encouragement on why patience is better. First Thessalonians, live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. Make sure nobody pays back wrong for wrong. But always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. So let's look at the benefits of exercising patience. Number one, being patient can heal damaged relationships. Paul says if you're tempted to be impatient because someone is like idle, like lazy, and you want to give them a piece of your mind and tell them to get off their lazy butt, be patient. Or if they're being disruptive, they're annoying everyone, they're keeping people from being productive, maybe even hindering the gospel, be patient. Or they're disheartened and they lack motivation and they're down and they feel like a failure. Paul says in all of those situations, be patient. Encourage them. Warn them. In other words, coach them along. Look for the most productive and redemptive course of action you can take, which will bring about God's best 
in their life. Paul's not saying you can't address those things and those issues that are at hand, that, that are counterproductive with God's best. What he's saying is address those things patiently and with grace so you don't damage the relationship and dig a hole that you have to climb out of later. If we can pull that off, it will benefit everyone. If we lose our cool and say things we don't mean, even if our motive is right, the delivery can kill it. Proverbs 15, 18 says, a hot-tempered man, and you women aren't off the hook there, stirs up dissension, but a patient man calms a quarrel. Let's just all acknowledge that there are legitimate reasons to be frustrated in life. And it's okay. Anger isn't a sin. It's not wrong to be angry about something that is unjust, unfair. It's not wrong to hate evil. But Ephesians says, therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor. For we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. Anger and impatience can give the devil a foothold in order to damage relationships, even our relationship with God. Patience, while seeking to correct a wrong, is better for everyone. Joseph, I believe, is a, a wonderful example in Scripture. You, you remember the story. His, his brother sold him into slavery, and then years later, when Joseph rose to be the second in command in all of Egypt, his brothers came to buy grain during a famine. And Joseph could have give, given full vent to his anger and his frustration and his pain, but he chose to extend grace and forgiveness, and he eventually says to his brothers, what you meant for, for harm, God meant for good. He, he chose healing over revenge. He did the redemptive thing. Being patient is better because it can heal damaged relationships and prevent damaged relationships. Number two, just in case you're taking notes, being patient gives God time to work. Look at Psalm 27, 14. Wait for the Lord. Be strong, take heart, and wait for the Lord. When, when we don't wait on the Lord, we often run ahead of God on, on our agenda and with our plan instead of waiting for God's. The, the biblical story that always comes to mind here for me is Abraham and Sarah. They were promised a son. The, the child that they were promised would be the child that God established his covenant with Abraham through. But having a son took longer than Abraham and Sarah thought it should. So they figured they would just go ahead and help God out on bringing about his promise. So Sarah gave Abram, her maidservant, as a wife, and they had a son. 
Ishmael, not Isaac. Not giving God time to work. Their impatience caused heartache, division, and a battle between nations that still exist today. Patience is better. When I started ministry at New Stanton Church some 14 years ago now, I went to see a guy by the name of Burl Riley, who had just had a knee replacement and was recovering at home. His wife, Pat, had asked me to come over, and Pat had been trying to get Burl to come to church for years and years and years. He was stubborn. (laughs) Fought her, resisted her, just to be stubborn. Went over and visited looked at his woodwork, flipped over his tables, listened to his stories. He was a fascinating guy. He was a fireman. He flew planes. He did woodwork. I just sensed in my spirit, and it was a God thing, that I shouldn't mention church or Jesus at all. I just listened to his stories, and after we were done, I said, hey, it's great to meet you. Let me me pray and ask God to uh, heal you quickly. So I did that, and I said, hey, I, it, was, it was nice meeting you. I'll see you later. And Burl said, I suppose I should come to church. I said, I know it would make your wife happy, and I don't know about your home, but, like, happy wife. <laughs> and he finished the phrase, happy life. He laughed, and he started coming to New Stanton Church every single week. He even when, would come when Pat didn't. He accepted Jesus, started working with the youth group, and then about seven years later, went home to be with Jesus. I didn't do anything except pray, patiently wait for God who had already been at work. Patience is better because it gives God time to work. Romans 8.25 says, But if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently. Being patient is better. Number three, being patient is better because God is patient with us. Some of you actually might be a little bit impatient right now because I haven't told you how to be more patient. I suppose I could tell you the old, you know, count to ten, before you react. But in my opinion, patience isn't something that can be taught. Patience is something you learn when you suffer the negative consequences for lacking it. Like if you honk while your wife is getting ready and you're in the car. Or you learn patience when you start choosing to exercise. And oh, it's work exercising patience because you see the blessings patience brings to your life and your relationships. It really is better. One of the first weeks in this series, I said, we make our choices, and our choices make us. It's true. Your choices will determine your future, and patience is better. In my experience, there's only one other way that We learn that patience 
is better. That's when we are humbled by the grace and patience that God has extended to us. Second Peter 3 says, But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Maybe, maybe God brought you here, either attending online or in the house, this morning to hear that God isn't interested in condemning you. He's not angry because of your past. In fact, he has been patiently waiting for you to come to this moment and received his gift of grace and salvation. He's been pursuing you and giving you glimpses of his grace like your entire life. For those of For those who have been praying for you, it might appear like God has been taking his sweet old time. But he's been there the whole time, waiting for you to come to this moment. He he really does want to be the king of your heart and your life. He wants to be the wind and the inspiration inside of you. He wants to encourage and strengthen you. He wants to be the anchor that you hold on to through all the trials and tribulations, no matter what life throws at you. And once you come to see that Jesus has been right there, patiently waiting for you, you'll know that you can trust him and that he will never let you down. Would you pray with me? God, there there are some here this morning that need to choose to exercise patience. And Lord, we confess we need your power and your strength to do do so, God, because it is so difficult. We pray that you would do a supernatural work in our hearts. God, do a miracle this morning in us. Enable us to have your grace and your strength and your patience as we go throughout this life. Because God, some of us need to be more patient and let you work in our hearts. We confess, God, that we've been running ahead with our own agenda. And we're so far ahead of your plan, God, that we need to slow down and listen to your voice. God, do a supernatural work in our hearts as we trust you. And Lord, there there are some you brought here this morning in the house and attending online that, that are ready to accept you as the king of their heart. And God, we, we needed... We needed to come this morning and feel that you were real. We needed to come and sense your love for for us personally. We needed to know that you have been patiently waiting for us to come to you. So Jesus, we proclaim that right now, we are yours. 
We accept you. Be the king of our heart. Assure us, God, that you will never let us down. Help us to stay in step with your spirit patiently and show your grace and your love and do the most redemptive things so that other people, everyone, can know that Jesus Christ is Lord. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen. Thanks for listening to the New Stanton Church Podcast. We'd love to connect with you. So visit our website at newstantonchurch.com, follow the Get Involved tab, and RSVP to our next meet and greet.